Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Lena Jones Diamond Network Show. This is the place where you and your business are the stars. Now, welcome your host, Lena Jones. Hello. What's up, Diamonds? How's everybody doing this evening? This is Lena Jones on this Monday, Manic Monday. Everyone hates Monday. Nobody wants to go back to work. Nobody wants the weekend to end. And I can't talk because I don't want the weekend to end. So when I had a choice to pick what times I wanted to do my show, I picked Monday because for me, Mondays, I really don't have much to do that's even um, important, at least I used to, until I started the show. (laughs) And everybody's so busy. During the rest of the week, it's crazy. You end up crazy busy. I mean, if you look at your schedule for the week, if you're not already filled up to the top and you're just waiting, not even just waiting, just kind of seeing how the week is going to go, Monday is the day. Monday is the day where you you make your schedule for your whole week. It kind of sets the tone for the week. Uh, It's the day when if you had a busy weekend, Monday is the day that you want to come home and relax because you haven't really got a chance to relax all week. And all weekend you've been running, doing stuff. Maybe not so much work-related as hanging out with friends, you know, entertaining yourself. Monday is that, I mean, the weekends are that time. So when Monday comes, you're just like, oh, I got to go to work tomorrow. So Monday you want to come in, you want to kind of kick your shoes off and just kind of relax and listen to some television or some music. So I figured, why not listen to me? (laughs) Let me entertain you. Let me make you smile. (laughs) Yes, that's me. Anyway, welcome to the show. My guest tonight is Brian T. Shirley. He is my social bud. You know, I can talk fine until I get on air. And then something happens. (laughs) So he is my social bud. We go back a couple of years. He was with me from the beginning. He used to have his own talk show. And I think he's still doing something now. And then we did something together for almost like six, seven months. We did a show together uh, where he was my co-host. I mean, we had fun then until until he did me dirty on Christmas. <laughs> I still love you, Brian. Out of all the people who I've done things with, he's the one that, you know, he's my default. And I guess maybe I'm his default too. <laughs> but we'll find out when he comes in later uh, this evening. He's been kind of doing everything from acting. He is a comedian by trade. But he's been doing a lot of film acting and stuff. If you saw that picture that I put out, the senator, that looks like some serious stuff. I told him I think he always make a good, like, mob boss or something like that. He's just got that look. <laughs> he's just got that look, like a mob boss or something like that. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, he'll be in later today, tonight. Uh, my music for the night is the right on band. Again, and I, and I did that again because last week I didn't, upload any of their music well I had one song but that's it and that's the one I played but they I have a lot more music for them matter of fact they will be in town on Sunday um in Virginia Beach I think it's I think it's the 17th street stage I'm gonna go up there and check them out I've seen them in person they're super super cool group so definitely if you like bands <laughs> they make their own music and they do some cover music but they have licensed to do that so I'm able to play their music because I got it there they've got it covered on their end so definitely check them out Sunday if you happen to be vacationing in Virginia Beach or you live in Virginia Beach or the nearby area Chesapeake Norfolk Suffolk the Hampton Roads whatever 
and check them out by the, they're going to be down there Sunday. So um, I'm going to be there. And uh, I think uh, Jay, Jay in the Cut is going to be there. I think, I don't know, who knows, he's a cool dude, he's got Anyway, well, what I want to talk about is, before he goes on, I want to talk about the career switching. He didn't necessarily switch careers, not yet. He kind of put comedian on hold or put it to the side, or I don't know. We'll find out what he actually did with it when he comes on. But um, he kind of did something like that, and um, uh, he did that. I was trying to everything was coming through clearly um, he kind of did something like that so that's what uh, that's what we're going to be uh, talking about but I want to, wanted to talk about career switching career changing I know I did a couple of it in my life because I've always been like a free spirit you know I think my husband married the wrong person <laughs> he's so routine former military and uh, boarding school and stuff like that. And he's so disciplined and routine in everything that he does. I'm completely opposite. Completely opposite. I told him a few years ago, I said, I don't think I'll ever retire from a job. But then when I talked to friends of mine who actually retired from their jobs, I get a little green monster. And I tell him, I said, you know, I'm a little envious because I don't think I'm ever going to retire. <laughs> I don't have enough money in the caddy. And, you know, and then they told me, some of them said to me, you know what, Lena, you know, they kind of envy me because they say, you know, what you're doing, you're doing your own thing. And now they're, they've retired and they have, um, they're still young, relatively speaking, middle age, put it that way. And not, their pension is not enough for the cost of living that they're used to. So they have to supplement it somehow which means going out and getting another job. Mind you, the other job don't have to be as strenuous as the one they were doing. It could be something a little tedious, a fun job. That's what I call it. You know, just a fun job just to make some extra money. But, you know, we all get to that point at one point in our lives. We won't, we get to where um, we have to do that. So I had an article, of course, <laughs> about that. And uh, before I get to that article, I want to say something. I want to something kind of bothering me just a little bit, and uh, you guys may have the same problem. Well, my antivirus software is about to expire, right? Now, I got on this uh, Best Buy thing where I get the technical support, and I got the Kaspersky, the uh, antivirus software. Okay, now, and I've been up, up um, renewing it every, every year, you know, basically. Yeah, I have. I've been doing it every but now they switched. Uh, and when it might, you know, the expiration come up, when the expiration come up, um, thank you for that. You know who you are. <laughs> anyway, um, when the expiration comes up, it, it gives you the four days, the countdown. So now the countdown is here, and I think I'm probably in my last day. Well, I bought a new computer from Best Buy. Not a big one, another small one, a little bit bigger than my other size tablet. And the the doggone thing has just been running slow. I be, I've got a Leno, Lenovo, because they're supposed to be a good computer, but it was wor- it's running slow, slow, and it wasn't really running that slow before I got on with Best Buy and had them upload Kapersky. They told me they don't use Kapersky anymore. They use Trend. So I said, okay, well, whatever it is you're using, you know, I need it uploaded. So they upload this trend, and my system has been super-duper slow. It's driving me crazy. It's back to wanting to throw the computer out of the window, and I've had it for about going on three months now, so I don't even think I could take it back to Best Buy because it's past the 30 days, but I'm at the point I've called tech support several times to help me to make this computer faster. Each time it goes a little bit faster, but then it goes back to this. I don't know if it's the trend. But anyway, what puzzled me about getting the the upgrade for the antiviral is that um, 
they told me that Kapersky, which I have on the rest of my computers, okay, is owned by Russia. And right now, Russia could be looking at my uh, my information in my computer. So, you know, to, to change from Kapersky as soon as possible because Russia is watching. Russia is listening. Russia is into my database. So I feel like this. That's it's my problem. Yeah, but it's more your problem than mine because you're the one that told me that this was a good thing and this is what you guys used. Didn't you guys do your investigation to find out about Russia before you even told me about it? I mean, I got it on all my computers. Now you're telling me it's been sitting on my system for three years and someone's looking at my stuff? Really? Best Buy? Really? So I'm a little pissed because now the Kapersky is actually working better than the trends, but people are looking at my stuff. So I looked up. So I need to get another anti uh, antiviral uh, software. So I'm like, okay, forget it. I'm not going to go with with Trend because I don't like Trend. I don't like what it's doing to my brand new computer here. And so I decided that I was going to look at the top 10 best antiviral. Now, I was going to go with Norton because I used to be a diehard Norton lover. Had Norton for years. Never really had a problem with it. But when I went and got the Best Buy tech support, I went on with their Kapersky thingy. It's supposed to have been better than Norton. That's what they say. Now they're telling me it's full of spies. But anyway, so I I went to I went and looked up the top ten. So I figured if it wasn't Norton, it was going to be McGavey. No, well, McGavey is number three. And I'm on this site called 10 Best Antivirals, antivirus.com. And they have the things at the top that says total AV. And that's the, supposed to be the best antiviral for 2018. And what I like about it is I like that it re- removes the malware and the adware and the spyware, which is very, very important that you need to really get that out of your system. If you don't, if your antivirus don't protect you from it, you don't need that antivirus because those are the things that's attacking your system that uh, uh, malware, adware, spyware. So it says total AV, and I just kind of wanted to know, that is any, has anybody used it? It's a lot cheaper. The next one, number two, is PC Protect. Uh, I don't know much about that. And it just says all threats include PC optimized and web security, great value. That's all it says that it has on that. Um, McAfee is number three, and it says uh, industry long-time trusted antiviral, which works with all major devices devices and they have overviews but I believe I think in the overviews it should say so so the price goes up total AV last night was free tonight it's 19.95 I don't know maybe it's because they know I looked at it <laughs> I don't know and then number two PC protect is 24.95 McAfee is 44.99 and Norton is 49.99 then then it goes to safeguard I'm not going all the way down there because I'm not looking at that. But I don't mind paying $49.99 if it's going to do what it is supposed to do. Now, I keep looking at this total AV, and I'm hoping that it's it's up there at the top. I don't know whether they just paid to be up at the top because you know companies can do that. They could just pay to be at the top. They ain't worth nothing, but they just paid to be there. <laughs> so... So if you know if you know which one if you have the uh, total AV hit me up on the email at ljdnshow at gmail dot com. I would love to hear about it. and if I don't hear from you guys, I'm probably gonna go try it anyway and just uh, bitch and complain if it doesn't work the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna go to a song right now. <laughs> I'm gonna go to um, the Right On Band. With their song now, they remade some ones. They got the uh, a September sing a song, and this song called Wanted. I remember it growing up. My uh, older sister used to play it all the time, and you just be dancing. I ain't have no idea what the song was talking about. Now you listen to it, you know what it is. What it is is what it is. Here we go. Here is uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play Wanted because <laughs> I wanted to play it last week, but I didn't have it. But it's here now. I'll be right back with you. 
AVS Media Demo. even working for me. I got APS Media download going through. Why can't I get this right? <laughs> they said, they said, okay, I'll, I'll explain that one to you. And then I'll go find something else because most likely if it's on that one, it's on all of them. How messed up is that? Okay. They sent me this MP3. But for some reason, Every time I download the MP3 on my system, it says corrupt file. I can't get it. I can't get it in right. So I decided to uh, put it into my ABS video editor, um, I mean audio editor, and just redo it. Just not redo it, but save it in that format, and it would have to, uh, and I could play it. I, it would upload. So I did that and it uploaded. <laughs> only me, I tell you. So only me. So so now I have two different ABS. I have a registered product that I pay for on uh, my big system, which is the one that I like to use. Okay, and then I have um the ABS on my new computer. Now, my new computer, I didn't feel like looking for the product ID. <laughs> it did. It's in the paperwork somewhere. Not somewhere. It's in a stack of paperwork that I have to go through all this paperwork to get the product ID. So when I downloaded it, it gave me unregistered version. And I just figured, okay, I'll just use this until I can find the ID. And life is busy. So uh, I haven't found the ID, okay? So I just went and put it, I converted this in my new computer, not my, not Old Faithful here. I used the new computer. I used the one with the unregistered ABS. (laughs) I didn't know that it was doing that. Now, the song is playing, I'm like, what is that I hear on it? And then I listen and I'm realizing and saying, Unregistered ABS and all through the song. What the heck? So all the songs that I put in there, that's gonna say it. So it messed it up again. So now I have to play something else. I will play the song, the only song that I was able to get in my system and didn't say the file was corrupt is Never Alone from the right on band. So, you know what? I wanna play that one for you and then I'm gonna figure out whose music I'm gonna play for the rest of the show. Here we go. Wow. Unbelievable. Only me. Hold me tight up and tight of how I've missed you. No. AVS Media Demo.
that isn't a good fit. Rather than this type of job, rather than this type of job or career in general, often mid-career professional workers are prompted into management positions that are less personally satisfying than when they work directly on projects. If that's the case for you, you may want to move down the career ladder within your field. New career, that's another one. New career is a new career in a different industry using similar skills. If your industry is contracting or growing obsolete, or you feel ready for a significant change in focus, a job that utilizes your same skills but with a twist might be in your best option. For instance, the journalist might want to switch to public relations, still using storytelling and communication skills, but in a different arena. Next one is a total pivot. That's the one, man. Go total. I go, when I'm going right, I go left. And I do get lost a lot. <laughs> a total pivot. Sometimes a complete change is necessary. A mid-career, many people want to reinvent their work life and themselves entirely. Think of the corporate world who yearns to the corporate worker, who yearns to leave the city entirely and work on a farm. That is complete. It's like that movie. Oh, what's that classic with, uh, uh, what's her name? Baby Boomer. Baby Boom. That was good. That's a good entrepreneur movie. Uh, I forget her name. I can't remember the name of the actress, but that's what the name of the movie. You can look it up. It's really old because she's like really old now. Um, that's a big transition, but it's doable. For strong, for a strong, successful transition, you'll need to identify what is currently making you unhappy and what will make you happy in the future. Speak with coworkers and a friend and take their take. These conversations may help clarify how big a move you should make. Make sure your friend is a friend, okay? Because if they're not really a friend, they don't really care what you do, and they will lead you in the wrong direction and keep pushing you there just to see you fall. So just make sure they are true friends when you talk to that friend. You might be better off talking to your coworkers. At least you know your coworkers don't want you. Just saying, keeping it real though, right? Um, or strong. Um, think about all the jobs you held, stretching back to after school and summer job as a team for more insight into what you do well and what you enjoy most. If your first job was in retail, for instance, was it helping customers finding what they wanted that was most satisfying or leaving? or leaving the shelves orderly at the end of the day, if you're struggling to find out what you want or overwhelmed with the possibilities, take a look at some of these. And it has a link to something else, but I'm not going to do that. But when it says that um, when your first job, you go back to your teenage year, it reminds me of another movie. The movie is uh, American Roses. <laughs> and I can't remember any actor right now. Kevin Spacey, there he is, and uh, the girl from Bugsy, Annette, something. But uh, when she was cheating on him, when he decided that he told his job to, you know, F off, <laughs> and he got a job making burgers when he caught his wife cheating, that was killer. That is in my classic connect collection. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, here, I'm going to play a song. I'm going to play some actual I'll be back with Brian because he's on the line right now. I just got to let him know what's going on. You know, say, hey, you know, usual stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'll be back. I'm going to play Daniel, one of my favorites from Ashley J. Because I don't want y'all to hear a BS unregistered. <laughs> We're going to get to the right on band. We're going to get it, and I'm going to get it right. Believe me. I'll be back. I can see.
welcome back to the show. This is Lena Jones. I've just been informed by my good friend Brian here. Uh, hey, is there anyone out there, not to cut into your time, Brian, but I have to put that out there. Is there anyone out there that is good with sound, uh, know anything about sound and how to get it uh, working right? I need you. You need to talk to me. Give me a give me a call. I might have an opportunity for you. Show at gmail.com. Do you want to email? Um, because I'm tired. I can't do everything. <laughs> and uh, I just get, you know, I just get tired. Some people say they hear me fine. Some people can't hear me. I'm talking. Okay, Brian. Brian, turn it down. <laughs> I was just trying to see if the, the voice is still kind of low, but I, I, you can hear well, you a little I better. Just did. I just did everything that I possibly could. I just, you know, I need, I need some, I need an expert because I am tired of being my own person. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I, 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 I never did it by myself. I always had a producer, so I was lucky. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how to do any of that. I just was talent. I couldn't push <laughs> buttons or anything. Well, I can do the computer stuff. You know, I just can't. This audio thing, I'm lost. I every, It's like yeah. everything that I try. I look up stuff and everything. But anyway, enough about that. I hope everyone can hear me. But if you can't hear me clearly, there's really not much I could do about it at this point. I have tried. Lena have used every option she possibly can. All, <laughs> so, all they, uh, they got to do is turn it up. You'll be clear. Just they just turn, turn it, it up. up. That's fine. Turn it all the way yeah. up. I'll just warn you before up. I play a song because if I play a song, it's going to blast out the speaker. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, hi, Brian. Hi. Yeah, I listened to uh, the first part, and you, you're, you kind of are on the money. I didn't – it's kind of hard for me to understand what happened. I – um. I don't think I put comedy to the side. I kind of it just naturally went a, l- a little bit to the side because when you're doing auditions and you know you're filming, um, it's hard to book. It's I'm still kind of in that phase of trying to balance the two, um, and I'll, I'll always do comedy, but now I'm always going to do acting too. So it's going to be a balancing trick, and sometimes I'll be doing more than one or the other. But I mean, like this week, I've got. Uh, a show here for a family reunion. So I'm doing a comedy show for them. And the next week I've got a comedy show up in Columbia, South Carolina. It's a corporate gig. So yeah, I'm still very much in that world. It's just, uh, just trying to make the transition to where I can get to do both. Uh, and I, I appreciate you putting out the, uh, promotion and you're always so, you know, uh, helping me out online, and I, I really appreciate that. And uh, I'll tell you, tell the listeners a little bit about what's been going on this year. I um, did three SCAD films. That's the um, Savannah College of Art and Design, which is really a very – it's a lot bigger than I knew until I got involved because it's also got a branch in Atlanta. And this is where students go to be filmmakers. And it's got a huge name in the filmmaking business. Anybody that's an actor or a director for any amount of time, you say SCAD, they know exactly what you're talking about, or they're just not informed. So when I did these three films this year, I was really blown away uh, by the quality of the the way they put this thing together. The senator, uh, (laughs) I mean, it's like watching a regular film, except it's short. It's a a short film. It's four to five minutes long. It takes the story of Strom Thurmond and his affair with his maid, the the production of a um, biracial child from that uh, union, and really just pulls everything out of it and puts it into four minutes to five minutes. It's real. This really could be a longer film if you know somebody really wanted to delve into all of it, because it's interesting how. Nobody knew about this till six months after he died, and he died in like 2000 something. And this affair was back in the 50s, so that just gives you a, you know, a big uh, example of that. I mean, that's a lot to cover in four to five minutes. But uh, 
I I got to tell you, Lena, I I when you when I got on the set, I was the only one they were filming, and it took about six hours for the first. I was there for two days. The first day, it took about six or seven hours, and they were building ramps and they were doing different shots, and it, it just it blew me away because <clears throat> to step on a set as the lead actor in one of your first forays into it was. I didn't realize till afterwards. I didn't get nervous <laughs> until I realized, oh crap! Wait a second, I'm the lead guy. <laughs> if this thing sucks, it's on me, you know. But uh, thank God it turned out all right. You know, it turned out really good. I thought, and uh, you can't film it. I mean, you can't watch it yet because they're putting it in film festivals. And I just got word tonight, though, um, if the church that I go to approve the film, they're going to let them screen it here in Charleston because my church is doing a film night on Wednesdays. And uh, so they're going to have a short movie night. So if you're in the Charleston area, <laughs> you can come wow, and see okay. this movie. Okay. But they, once right. they, uh, she has to approve it. I, you know, I don't, it's, it's a little adultish only because of the subject matter. But I, I think at the same time though, it's a, teaching tool it's a valuable it's 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 really you know it's a deep subject you know it's a dramatic piece there's nothing funny about it at all it's it straight drama is. but go ahead it always is. that subject itself yeah. you know the, it, during that era of interracial uh, dating and interracial having kids and all that that's that's very controversial, very very deep, very touching subject. Right. Um, yeah, and I, and I think a lot of people are going to be taken aback by it a little bit, but I think if you step out of the situation a little bit and look at what was going on, you know, and then what 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 really people I don't think will understand is that. Because I saw, I did. I had to do research for this character, so I watched some videos on Strom Thurmond, and I actually saw a little bit from his uh, daughter. She died uh, not too long after he did, I think, around the same time. Anyway, um, and she talked about how he was a loving father. Now, for us, not in this situation, you know, it's probably a little far fetched to us, but. That's the thing, man. You you can t look at something and go, wow, that was, you know, he was a hypocrite or whatever. You're not in that family and you're not in the relationship, you know, that happened through the years. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So it's a was, complicated so, thing. So he was a judge that was judging that was. No, uh, no, 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 no. He was not. A, he was not a judge. Okay. He was a senator. He was oh, senator That's why now, it's called the senator. and he was racist in oh, front yeah. of his people. But in the back, he was, you know, he was in an interracial relationship and had a kid. That's difficult. yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that that you know That's that works. Like, that, doing that the arrows, oh, what's that going yeah. on? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 But uh, well, that anyway, interesting. that probably was really interesting. I wish this was more than five minutes long. It seemed like it's a yeah. really good. I can't wait to actually see it. I would love to see it. Um, yep. Because yeah, you know, people can see so clips serious. from it. Yeah, you can see clips <laughs> from it in my demo reel. Uh, if you go to my uh -huh. uh, website, BrianTShirley dot com, you will be able to see the clips, but I could not put the whole film on because it's not my film, but that they, they yeah. did. I just got word from them that they could, uh, that I could screen it. So that's pretty cool. Um, why the next one I did, go ahead. Why won't they put it public? If it, well, because when you're trying, when you, uh, and I didn't know this till a couple of years ago when I started putting out my own stuff and getting involved in all this, when you put out a film, uh, even if you're not making money off of it, you want to get as much out of it as you can. So their 
entering it into film festivals. Now, and I'm an executive director of a film festival. We operate ours differently. But a lot of film festivals will not let you submit if your film is publicly available. You know, if if somebody can go on YouTube and watch it. A lot, I mean, a vast majority of film festivals will not let you submit because I guess they feel, well, you already got it out there. Which yeah. I disagree with it myself because a there's so much stuff to watch just because yeah. you put a film on YouTube doesn't mean a million people are going to see it. Yeah. So to me it's like, and they and they might think it takes away from the festival having something that's publicly available, but the way we look at it, and I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying the way we look at it on our film festival, which is actually taking submissions now, um, is that. You know, you worked your butt off, you wrote this, you had actors, you know, maybe you paid for this, whatever. You need the most you can get out of this as far as, you know, just exposure, whatever you're looking to get out of it. That's why I wanted to create this thing because we're doing it online through the magazine, through the No Strings Attached News. And our theory is it doesn't matter what year you made it. It doesn't matter if it's available online, you know. Let's let's help you get it out. And I, I got to tell you, we had some people submitted last year, and because of our partnership with Shammy Media Group, some of these filmmakers now have their films at Walmart, Target. Um, I, I can't remember all the other ones. There's three or four more uh, that you can order now. I know one of them, Misfit. You'd be able to order that in August. They're already pre-orders are out, and the but filmmaker thanks me. What's you that? Were in that? You were in this? No, no. That this was, was submitted to our film festival. Oh, okay. Um, and the director, have, me and him have become kind of friends through all this, and he wrote a very great article about his experience with uh, the film festival and everything. I just said, hey, do you want to do like a, you know, a, I don't know what you call it, you know, a procl- not a proclaim, but a statement, you know, on being with us uh, last year. And he wrote a paragraph. I was like, wow. So that's what we're trying to do, and that's why these films you won't see because until you know a certain point they'll say okay, now, you know a year from now or whatever they'll go all right let's put it out in the public, but uh, you know unless they can get a distribution deal you know you you got to do you got you work your butts off to get these things done you know you want to get something out of it and it's not always money though. It's these kids are trying to make a name for themselves and people my age too. You know, we're trying, I'm trying to make a name for myself. So that's why I'm doing these things. I'm getting experience. uh, And it's, it's helping. It helps my stage act too, to be honest, when I go out and do these things, when I go back to stand up, I don't, I can't explain it, but I feel stronger on stage for having done all this. And I don't know if it's Uh confidence. I don't know if it's, you know, just the acting is kind of being infected into my comedy show now because I'm learning to stretch my acting muscles. But either way, I can tell the difference when I go back to do stand-up. Um, of course, sometimes it takes me a few minutes to get into it, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely definitely helps. And the next one that I did was called uh, Sugar of Life. Now, if you ever think of Circle of Life, that you'll understand this movie. It's called Sugar Life. It's another short film. It was for SCAD. And I didn't know what to expect in this thing. I read the script. There's no dialogue. I'm the only one in it. So once again, I had to carry the load. I play a French policeman who's trying to eat a donut in his police car, and he keeps getting interrupted. Right about the time it gets to his mouth, the radio comes on, a car comes by, there's an animal scratching on the car, there's several things that interrupt, and uh, I, you know, finally I get out of the car to investigate, look down, the donut's gone. I go and chase whatever I thought took it. I come back, the donut's back. So it's a cycle. I can never eat it. I think it's gone, and then it's back. So it's like Groundhog Day, except for the donut. And uh, it's, I, you know, that one I was like, <clears throat> I don't know how this one's going to come out. And I've seen it. I've already, I've got it. They might show this one too at the short film night. I asked the director. She's putting it in a film festivals. 
<laughs> so there's another one that you won't see. But I'm going to take parts of it out and stick it with now, the senator. When they put it with film festival, what what does that do for them? I mean, why instead of putting it out public, you you going well, to I mean, film festival? What you know, is you, film festival supposed to do for them that just putting it out public can't do? Well, oh, I'll tell you one thing too about the senator before I forget. But it won best short. Uh, subject film in the student category for the Southeast Emmys. And when I say Emmys, I'm talking the Emmys, you know. So it didn't win an Emmy, but it won under their umbrella of their student part. So they took home a trophy, but it wasn't the Emmy trophy. It was another special trophy they have for the student production section. That's what it's called, the student production uh, category for the Emmys, Southeast Emmys which was huge. So I don't think, uh, I don't know how much further you can get as a student with something. So that was amazing. Of course, I wasn't, I was the actor, but I wasn't, you know, part of the production team. Um, The reason you put it into film festivals, and I've done this with a lot of my stuff too, and some of it is public, but I kind of took some of it and made it private, is because you want people in the industry to see it. You want to have a film festival tag to it. In other words, you, I've got a couple of them that went in, and they're smaller film festivals that I was putting them in. And one of them won uh, third place in one, one of my Binkleton Sock things. And then uh, another one won um, best documentary for a documentary I was in. So I can attach these things now to these films that I'm so either like, in or that like, I've created. It's like the film's resume. Exactly. It's, you're you're building something, something for your It's something good to have on your resume. Exactly. And plus, if you're a director or a producer or an actor, you know, you can say, you know, and you, like you like you say in your resume, you know, director of the award-winning film such and such. So now I can say, you know, when I'm going on stage now, I haven't done this yet, but when I uh, because I, I, it's been so long in between uh, finding out about what's been going on with the senator. But now I can go up and say, hey, he used the lead role in the award-winning film, Senator. And if somebody wants to challenge me on that, I can take them to the site and go, here's where it says that it was the best short film. you know. So, yes, exactly. It's a resume-building thing. Because if you just put it out to the public, you know, and it's just free, and it's just sitting there. The, it it's it's kind of like going to a – what's that? It could get popular. It could get popular. No, no, it doesn't. No, right? no, it doesn't. It does not. Stuff that sits there free does not get popular for the most part. I mean, it might get – you know, if you got some guy that runs into a pole and gets 50 million clips, I mean, that's – but when you're talking about something that you put your heart and soul into, and then you just pop it out of the public, and you get a hundred hits, you know, that that's what usually happens most of the time. Um, so you got to you got to attach value to it somehow. It's like when people go to a free show, especially a comedy show, when they don't have to pay. Those crowds suck. I would rather yeah, I, I, I hate I, performing. Uh, yeah, when I get What's the free comedy ticket. When I get the free comedy tickets, I'm always like, all right, well, who's going to be there? Are they going to be any good? Be right. prepared to be disappointed. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if, if if they don't pay to come in, then they don't have anything invested. So they'll just, you know, if you're not funny for a second, they'll just start talking to somebody. You know, at least if they paid, they'll give you a little more time, you know. but you know, if people don't have anything invested in something, it's just, you know, it's like giving them a free house. And then a year later, the house is all dilapidated. Well, because they didn't really give a crap, you know, because they didn't have to invest anything in it. So, you know, so it's the same thing with putting out films, you know, you, you got to attach some kind of value to it before people really stick up and pay attention. I've had these Bingleton socks things out for a while and I was putting them out and just spreading the hell out of them and not really getting a lot of hits. What's funny now, all of a sudden, I got one of them that's going into the 
could be shown at the Red Skelton American uh, excuse me, Red Skelton Museum for American Comedy on August 11th up in Indiana. And this is uh, part of a film festival called Laugh Then. And now, all of a sudden, it's getting a little bit of <laughs> people are going, what? Yeah, I'm going to this thing that I made is going to be at the Red Skelton Museum for American Comedy. That's attaching something to something. You know what I'm saying? That's giving it the resume builder. So now I've kind of stepped back a little bit and said, I'm not going to put out a lot of free stuff anymore without something attached to it. Oh, an award or, you know, whatever. I mean, I still will a little bit, but I haven't been spreading any of the stuff for a long time now as far as, you know, promoting it online. Sometimes I'll post them straight to Facebook just to see how much they get. But, um, and now they're getting, you know, a thousand where they would usually get about a hundred. Now they're getting about a thousand, you know, views. So now I've learned, you know, you, you learn how to market, you learn how different tricks work and, uh, and you still start building the name and some, some people become more curious. So that's what I'm learning. <laughs> 51 and I'm still learning, which is good. Okay. Okay. We are never too old to learn. No. Never too old to learn anything. You know, I learn a lot from my kids. <laughs> I learn a lot from my kids. A lot of things that they uh, do that I never been able to do. I live vicariously with them sometimes because, you know, I went from pretty much being a, a very young teenage mom into being married. And that was my life with more kids. <laughs> and yeah. so it's a, lot, it's a lot of things that I didn't even do, like senior prom, <laughs> go out and date. I never knew, you know, so I so a lot of mm. things that my kids do and say, I I you know, I, I learn from sometimes I'm fascinated and, you know, they're looking at me, I'm looking at them like this child with these big bright eyes, like, tell me more <laughs> So you're never too old, never too old. And what you're learning is good to take with you to to help build your career up because I think you're going places there, Mr. Shirley. <laughs> I think well, I've, I've been wa- watching what you're doing too. And, you know, you're, you've are uh, you grown a lot since uh, I've met you and the show. You, you've grown it uh, into a – I mean, it was always good, but I mean, I think you've grown it even more, uh, especially over the last year. But yeah, you learn and you develop, and uh, this acting though, you it's continual, you know, learning. It's continual change and characters, and and that's what I that's what I really love about it. I just did an audition last night or the night before for. Uh, this film, I hope I don't, something's wrong with this. These computers, man. You you use a program, it works fine, and then all of a sudden, people are going, "Hey, we can't." And I'm going, "What happened?" You know, it's just it's aggravating yeah. sometimes. So I had to resend the file. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's very you know, it's like why can it? Very how does annoying. it work? Fifteen times in a row, and then all of a sudden, people can't download it now. Right, so. But um, yeah. I, I know you want to talk about it, but we don't have that much time. And I do want you to get out some information about you, yourself, if anyone's looking to hire you. Because when I when I get my studio, Brian, with, you know, because I like doing that producing thing. I like doing a producer. I'm on video, though. I like producing my own video stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get me a studio. I might need to get, I might need to hire you to act. Because I'm not in the acting. I just, I'm more into the producing. I'm more in the back. Back. So right. tell us about how we can contact you, Mr. Shirley. Well, Brian T. Shirley dot com. That's B R I A N T Shirley, uh, just like the girl S H I R L E Y dot com. Yeah, Shirley, you can't be serious. Yes, you can call me Shirley. Um, you just go there, and that has everything there. You, I mean, you, if you want to send me an email, it's Brian T. Shirley at AOL dot com, and uh, I mean, you know, I'm actually doing a speaking engagement uh, next month, so I'm available for those two. It's a new, uh, well, I've been, I've done several of them. This is for the United Way down in uh, Rincon, Georgia. The, uh, they, I actually did a comedy show for them last year, and they, we talked, they, they talked about maybe bringing me back, and I saw them looking for 
something again this year. And I said, look, I'm throwing my hat in the ring, but if you don't want me back because you had me last year, I understand. I can, you know, suggest one of my friends or something. I said, I'd like to bring back a different thing. Though I, I would do a uh, motivational talk called the power of persistence. And, uh, yeah, they accepted. They said, yeah, come and do. I said, it's going to be infused with some humor. It won't be the same jokes I did last time. And uh, it's it's about surviving and continuing. And um, I actually wrote an article on it that I'll have available when I'm there. And uh, that, so that's another facet, you know. So you always are learning and, and, and trying to change up, you know, everything. Sounds good. Sounds good. So I only got about 90 seconds to go, so you might as well stay here with me while I say my goodbyes. Yes, Since ma'am. you're here, <laughs> this is Lena Jones. I'll be checking out. Now, if you can hear this uh, podcast again on my radio show streaming 24-7 Indie tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock a.m., and you can always listen to me in the podcast. I will be back Wednesday with some life improvements, and don't forget Thursday with Indie. In the cut with Jay. Remember, be safe, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This is Lena Jones, and I'm out, and I'm going to go with the right on band that I do have something good for. Bye bye, Brian. Thank Bye. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. Oh, me tired of the of how I missed you. No wind all through the night that I will kiss you in my arms. Shall you be for I will always be with you. Darling, I pledge my love to you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.